everybody welcome to rpg cast episode 599 one more until we turn 600 i'm Chris here bringing you um a nice overcast show today um joining me on my desk is scamper he's asleep joining me yeah riding up there too it's uh yeah yes it is got that midwest uh connection going on where it's overcast i guess it has been pissing down raining for the past 24 hours here. And it makes it annoying when you own a dog that won't go out to pee when it's raining. But ideal. Hi, by the way. Hello. Kelly Ryan joining me remotely. Yes. He- hello. Anna Marie Privetier joining me locally. Good morning. Who I just added, handed my AirPods to to, provide, to prevent um, a streaming incident. Which has happened multiple times live on the show. Wait, if you, uh, yeah, I usually cut this out, but here's what happens: I have the AirPods on my desk. I pick them up and start flipping the lid up and down in my hand nervously, and then my Mac that records the show sees the AirPods and is conveniently decides to, oh, you want to listen to AirPods now? I'll switch all the audio AirPod inputs to AirPods, and then it breaks the recording. <laughs> so Anna has to take the AirPods away from me. And it's like, I can't blame you for wanting to flip the container up up and down, because I do that, too. With it's my real containers. convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it's real nice. Yeah, very much a, a budget fidget spinner, in a way. That, it's the best part of the AirPod experience, is that container lid, I'm telling you. Hey, come on, get in the get in the bed with your brother. Come on, what's going on? Oh, so we I, almost had Eclipse. I, I was curious, do your cats freak out during a thunderstorm, too? Yes. Okay. Situationally. Oh no, Anna. They do. They were running under the bed. They yeah, couldn't handle bad it. enough storms. They will. They, they'd come out. It would start thundering. They'd come out, look out the front window, like, "Oh my gosh, what's going on?" And then it would thunder again, really loud. And they run across the house under the bed, like, "We're not coming out for a while." Because <laughs> Murray, accurate. Murray freaks out so bad that he used to hide underneath the toilet. <laughs> And he has since figured out that no, the recliner is a lot, sa- a lot more of a safe place because nobody can find him un- under the recliner when he's there. So that's where he goes. But it used to be like, oh, where's Murray? Oh, it must be a thunderstorm. He's under the toilet, glare- glaring at me. Yeah. How does one hide under a toilet? You, behind it. Yeah, behind it. Oh, okay. The area you never clean, and you don't want to dig, dig a cat out of there because you know it's going to be. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest cat in the house, scared of thunder. So they, yeah, uh, other than Twinkie, who will just do the, I'm a scared cat, I'm going to sit here for an hour. Uh, the other two will keep coming out and going back as the the thunderclaps start and stop. Is it safe? Dad, nope. is it safe? Nope. <laughs> oh, it's not safe. It's not safe. It was a trick. <laughs> and I, I am sure that I could not fit this beast of a cat into a thunder shirt to help his anxiety because he would probably <laughs> just rip my arm off that's funny feline thunder shirts they, they're a thing is that what thundercats is actually about uh yeah cat yeah big, big old <gasps> anthropomorphic cats scared of thunder look at the Lion-o. thunder shirt look at it. hiding under the toilet there is no cat that wants to wear this 
What is that? It's a thunder shirt for cats. It's what? meant to make them feel loved and 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 calm them because they're being hugged. You know that thing that cats love to have happen to them the when f- they're being surrounded by something they didn't choose to be surrounded by. That yeah, thing that all cats love. Mm. <laughs> mm. I have questions if, about the effectiveness of this product, Anna or Kelly. If nothing else, it'll deactivate them. De- yeah. <laughs> well, you could just do that with like a piece of tape. <laughs> a really staticky receipt. Yep. Like, ah, it's all over me. Go on without me. It was a good life. Like, there's just a piece of tape on you. Grow up. Oh, they've got me. <laughs> okay. Have you ever done the tape under the paws? No. That's a hilarious prank. Until they get revenge by eating the tape and then puking it later right in your path. Well, you earned that one, though. Yeah. But the five minutes they're shaking their paws and glaring at you is perfect. Well, let us know if the Thundershirt works for you. Um, I guess we should talk about what we do when there's a thunderstorm and the power is not off. Um, I was going to say, I'm going to get so many angry tweets like, you're torturing your cat by putting tape on its feet. It's a harmless prank. But also, you're kind of torturing the cat. Oh, I, they they usually pull it off within a second. All right. Well, just if it's really causing them problems, take the cat the tape off and don't repeat no. it with that cat because it means they can't handle it. No, I I only do that with my cats that I know can handle it. Like I would never do that prank to Lita, who would she go hide extra from digits though. She could just I... take it off with her thumbs. <laughs> But she's also exceptionally nervous. I would, oh, I never prank her like that, that. But like yeah. Alice and Jack, who are cats that just do not care, are fair game. Mm. Yeah, Scamper is the one that I would try pranks with because I'll do a prank with him, and then I take it off or undo the prank, whatever it was, like holding him on a shelf. Or I, I don't even, I don't do any pranks. I can't think of anything. <laughs> but whatever it was, like holding him upside down or something, and. Then he's like, cool, that was fun. What are we going to do next? Like, okay, bud. <laughs> sure. Well, okay. Like another common prank I do with them is I, I leave out my electric razor while it's running to see Ooh. what kind of reaction they have. Really? Okay. Yeah. And How does it the go? Braver, the braver of my cats will like paw at it and try to try to kill it like it was a snake. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. Hilarious. So our cats are not that scared of water. Oh, you know, we're talking about cats too much this week, so let's talk about what you've been playing with video games. Kelly, what have you been playing with video games? Oh, I, I, I'm on a cat kick because I had finished um, Neo World Ends With You and kind of hit that point where it's like, I don't know what to do with my life right now. Because, you know, I finished, finished a really good game, and I mean, I, I had to wait until Friday for Katara Fables to cut out, come out, so there was nothing really on my radar that I wanted to play all week. So, um, Neo World Ends With You is amazing, by the way. And I'm waiting for someone else to finish it so I can talk about it. That would be me. Yes. Because, like, you were on only day two of week three. And I think, like, by day four, like, stuff starts happening, like, at a rapid pace. And, oh, that game was so good. Uh, but I can't talk about it, obviously, because there's, like, massive spoilers in those last couple of days. But... 
the uh the combat in that game gets pretty intense and some of the pens that you end up with later on um are pretty powerful but also the pens start getting like mega expensive um like i think ryuji in the last in the last day sells ones for like five billion yen but i also imagine that those are the most op pens in the game and then, like, in the very, very last chapter, there's pig noise that drop um, really high-end gems that you can trade for pens. But some of those pig noise are also a pain in the ass to kill. So, um, yeah. When Anna finishes the game, we'll have to talk about it some more. But um, while, while I was waiting for Guitar Fables to get here, I booted up NIS Classics Volume 1. And booted up Soul Nomad because that was one of those that that was one of the few PS2 era NIS RPGs that was just off my radar because it came out in 2007 and by that point I think I was already no what happened in 2007 I I don't remember but I just know that I didn't really get to Soul Nomad and that one um, combat wise is the most interesting of that era. Because uh, you're basically controlling squads, kind of like uh, Ogre Battle. So you're you're controlling squads on the map, and you know you can put like mages or um, you know you you can control a squad of up to like five members in a squad. And when you go up to another unit, your squad attacks their squad. And like if you have a cleric in your party, the cleric will heal the rest of the units, or um, you know the the mages will do the uh, a ranged attack versus the swordsman so you really got to think about positioning and the combat in that is just fun but um josh and i were talking last night about how we think that there's this one person at nis that is just an edgelord writer that thinks that making characters that are just complete assholes is kind of funny because the main character in that game is an asshole this uh this came up because he had finished um, Witch in a Hundred Night a long time ago, and the character Oof. in that game. Yeah. Well, the character knows in that, that. game. Yeah. We've talked yeah. about that a lot. Yeah. And yeah, the, the main character in this game is really horrible, too, because you, you're playing a silent protagonist, but they are possessed by a demon called Gig, who, yeah, is just this horrible demon. And some of the dialogue was really making me uncomfortable because he was using the R slur. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, I can tell this is a remnant of early 2000s when that was still, quote unquote, okay. And it now kind of wasn't me... then, but it people hadn't accepted it, so it was, yeah, see it in some places. Yeah, so. I mean, it was never acceptable, but we were just becoming more aware of the fact that it wasn't wasn't acceptable and we shouldn't mm. use it. So yeah. that was just. Yeah, we're going to deal with this going back to old games sometimes where we're just going to see dialogue that makes us cringe and that one definitely made me cringe so i'm join I'm us hoping... next friday for the for our song of the south watch party oh jeez hell no <laughs> no okay I, I i already have a hard enough time watching older disney movies like lady and the tramp you know because of the siamese cats yeah, I was wondering how that plays out now. Uh, well, in the live-action remake, they made them Cornish Rexes and gave them a jazz song. So. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> but but anyway, Soul Nomad. That's I am hoping weird. that they soften that character as the game goes on, but I highly doubt it. And I'm I'm hoping that we're past the whole making your protagonist an asshole thing in games because I am so sick of that trope. I, I was sick of that trope when they made Squall a jerk. So much I, less. Not to not oh, to rewind you a bit. How is did you play Kataria Fables much? Oh yes, yes, I was getting to that. that okay, Soul Nomad was my filler game, and I might I'm probably going to go back to that. Okay, at some point, but then Kataria Fables got here. Well, I say got here. My package got lost with Kataria Fables. Again, just like oh, my, no. yes, just like my package with SMT. So I was like, screw it, cancel the package, go to the eShop, bought it on the eShop because it was half the price of getting a physical copy. And I got the digital deluxe edition anyway so that I could get the extra skins and make my my cat a fable or I'm sorry, a bangle. Why did I say fable? And make it a Cornish Rex. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about Kataria just yet because oh, no. it's well so far the gaming is the gameplay is fun because it's basically Harvest Moon or rather Rune Factory where you know you're a cat and you go to this town and you're kind of trying to help build this town back up and um, there's there's a thing with the empire and the, this empire banning magic. So of course you find a magic book, and the town's trying to keep your secret that you're able to use magic. But I don't know. It feels like the farming is just kind of tacked on. Like the, you know, you you do your first little dungeon quest and you get your magic, and then the game is like, oh, by the way, did you know that you can farm? And I'm like. Well, of course I knew I can farm you. I mean, there's clearly a farm here, and it just I, – I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you know when in Rune Factory how it, the, the farming and the action is just kind of cohesive? This just kind of feels like, oh, here here it is. I don't know Here's anything about that. Anna, you do. Yeah. Can I mean, you comment? Yeah. No, that that concerns me. Yeah. Because finding the balance between the two of those is really important. Yeah, and and the other thing that's really weird is you don't get you don't get punished for you don't even have a stamina bar, so you don't get punished for staying out all night, which is weird. Um, you can pretty much farm as much as you want without really getting punished because of no stamina bar. So, I mean, you just kind of yeah. I mean, I feel like that's interesting on paper, but I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that when playing because putting boundaries in place is helpful for farming games yeah it's like I, i'm too used to harvest men where it's like okay i'm used to really having to manage my time where okay i'm gonna spend this day farming and i'm gonna spend this day exploring and the fact that i can do whatever whenever um it's like i'm almost overwhelmed with what to do yeah i mean because that I, would be I, definitely yeah. a concern it's like um you know, there in Rune Factory Four, you don't need to sleep, but as with all things in Rune Factory Four, the more you do it, the more you skill up. So yeah, it's you're still incentivized to sleep. Yeah, and I the way that they incentivize you to sleep in this one is I don't think the plants grow until you sleep. Ah, because there there was one night. 
there was one that that I stayed out all night and I got back to the farm and I still you know the 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 soil was still wet and then I went and sleep and then my carrots kind of hit their second phase gotcha so and it's one of those things where because I have no limit I feel like I can do everything in one night and because I feel like I can do everything in one night I feel like I have no direction and the map system kind of is lacking and there was another complaint that I had that I'm blanking on. Um, the in the inventory system is kind of annoying because I can't sort my chests when I put stuff in chests, so it's just kind of all over the place. Uh, there, I mean, you can you have like you can use the D pad to quick select, but I find it annoying that there's no like quick select for my tools. Wait, so what? I have to. Yeah, so I have to assign all of the tools to the quick select, which is kind of irritating. Because, you know, in a, in a Rune Factory game, you want to be able to swap between farm tools and your other stuff on the fly. Right. But here you only have the four slots for the four bits on the D-pad. Well, and like so, even both Harvest Moon and SOS have made tools context sensitive. So like yeah. you you just need to have them in your inventory or key items and you can just use them yeah um the combat is kind of okay thus far um the combat actually reminds me a lot of cat tail or cat rpg was it cat not cat tail cat quest cat quest cat quest um because all of the monsters would they attack have like a huge telegraphed aoe flashy thing on the ground that tells you when they're going to attack so that you can roll out of the way, which is really nice. The only problem is when you get, like, multiple enemies on the screen at once, and they're all firing off attacks at completely different times, it's really hard to kind of find an opening. Um, I was in a camp trying to fight some orcs to uh, farm up some items to craft, and it was like, I'd roll away, try to attack one orc, while the other one, another one was winding up its attack, and it's like, I am not... I'm not really making any progress here because every time I roll away into one attack, I end up end up in another. And I date I'm not far enough in the game to really have any sort of like crowd control. Uh, mainly because I haven't had a chance to craft any spells yet. Because every time I try to go to the other to the um, sage's house to go to the cauldron to craft my spells, I get distracted with other stuff. Yeah. So, um. One thing I do like is uh, on this, the, so you, you can go to a blacksmith to craft more better weapons and stuff like that. And you can pin the recipes so that it'll keep it, uh, keep a note of them in your inventory so that you, when you're going out to farm, you can actually like see your progress. And when you pin a recipe, it'll put a star next to the stuff in the inventory that's part of that recipe so that you don't sell it. All right. That's handy at least. Which which I appreciate that. And yeah, it's like the game has some stuff like that that's really neat, but then other stuff like like the the map that just shows icons and doesn't really show exactly where you are in an area. And I don't know, some some stuff feels very clunky and some stuff doesn't. So I, I'm gonna keep with it just to see how much how much further it annoys me. Um because what, what little I played last night, I was having fun. It's just some of these problems that I'm pointing out kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Fair enough. Oh, and my, my other complaint, a huge one, is that 
even though I have the UI scaled up all the way, like the icons and stuff are still really hard to read on my TV. And I have a pretty beefy TV. Beefy. Yeah. And I, I'm playing the Switch version, so I don't know if that's a problem with the Switch version or a problem overall. Or if when I, you know, switch to handheld mode, if I'm going to be able to see some of the icons better. But, tr- yeah, trying to see some of that stuff is hard. So, just a just a fair warning there. I, I think that they could have done better, some better font choices, because, yeah. So, um... Yeah, I don't know what, what much else to say. I, I feel very mixed about this game. It's cute, and I'm having fun, but there's also problems. Cool we beans. shall see. Anna, what have you been up to playing? Uh, I've been kind of crazy at work again this week. So mostly I have been playing Cozy Grove on my phone. And Cozy Grove is kind of like an Animal Crossing slice-of-lifestyle game, except it has natural stopping points every day. So, like, there are a finite amount of people that live on your island. They give you requests. Some of them you can immediately finish. Some of them are part of larger chains. And so, you know, you get about uh, 45 minutes to an hour of gameplay every day, and then you turn it off because you're done. You don't have anything else to do. And so that's really nice. That's really refreshing. I think one of the things that frustrated me about Animal Crossing was choice paralysis because it's like there was no natural end point to a day so you could kind of keep playing infinitely hey the same problem with katara fables right yeah (laughs) it's it's a problem you have to overcome in game design so um the real the the real burning question is is there a heterochromia cat in a maid costume no heterochromia cat in a refund in a maid costume, I am sorry. Refund. <laughs> so, um, beyond that, I have been um, streaming. I played the quartet demo on stream this week, which we will talk about later. I uh, played more Hades on Sunday, and I got all the way to the surface for the first time. Wait, you beat Hades? No. Oh. Oh. I got to the surface. Mm. There's still a fight left to do when you get to the surface. Is that fight hard? Yes. I got about halfway through it, and then I got owned. Are you playing in god mode? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is she playing in god mode? (laughs) I'm at about 50% damage reduction. And so I... I go back and forth about whether it's worth, like, just cheesing a few runs to get more god mode and then i'm like that doesn't sound very fun i think i'd rather just like honestly run the runs and die and you keep getting better i don't know what you're complaining about and you keep getting further like (laughs) you're doing it right yeah i mean (laughs) it it i'm i am making progress and i am very proud of myself for that i did not expect to click with this game and i ended up super clicking with this game so I've been having a ton of fun and like lots of people have been stopping by the stream and giving me suggestions and we talk pros and cons of the various Olympian gods. And so that's been a blast. I've been loving that. So I do Sunday mornings, I believe at uh, 1130 Eastern. No, 1230 Eastern. I forget. I, I stream right after Scar and Scar starts at around 
8 Eastern. So, yeah, I guess I do it to 11.30. So, yeah. Um, beyond that, uh, a little more Dorymon Story of Seasons. That's it. I've had a very boring week. I had a terrible month last month. I played four games and I finished three of them. That is a That is like an atrociously low number of games for me in a month. And September isn't looking better because I have so much work this month. So hopefully October. <laughs> All right. What have you You'll been playing? You'll get there. Guys? I've just been playing more Nocturne. I've got a couple more sections left before I'm done with the game, I think. Um, wow, that was fast. Yeah. Making, making progress. Kicking butt. F- finding reasons. Seeing weird story turns and trying to figure out how I feel about them. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a thing. Um, what do I have to say about it? Uh, Nick Nocturne seems all right. Um, it's a little antiquated. It really is missing a lot of quality of life features, but it's all right. And the story is freaking weird. But also not the weirdest game story I've ever played, but not far from it. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I'll tell you right now. You have no agency, which I don't like. It doesn't feel like I have any control. I know I'm making choices and influence things, but like within that, I can't stop bad things from happening and I hate it. Yeah, that was my issue with that game because I was just coming fresh off the other SMT games where you sort of did have a little bit of agency. And yeah, I, I think I bitched about this before. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go for a total demon ending and just say, screw you all. Because <laughs> you all suck. Hey. <laughs> that means you've been keeping uh, track of your pixie DNA? I have been. Though it hasn't come up yet at all. Nope. Like, you told me about that, but I, my pixie has not been fused at all. She's simply evolved. She's now a queen mab, <laughs> and she's hanging out. She's my healer, and yeah. I, I didn't know her. she could evolve. Yeah, yeah she can evolve Pixie to high pixie to queen mab. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. I was, like, thinking I was going to have this low-level pixie in my party the whole time. Nope. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, also, uh, Magatamas are a thing. You can you can buy those with gems and fuse them into demons to just raise their stats. So that's nice, too, if you have a low-level demon you got to carry around. So, especially when you have the DLC and you can afford more things and... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I, I I still have a fair amount of game to play because I'm just abusing the heck out of the systems and enjoying that. So, um, I'm leveling every Magatama on my character. So I'm I'm already level 99 and still leveling because your actual level can go up to like 255. Um, and um, what else? Uh, story stuff. Just progressing through that that bonus content that was added in the later version of the game. I guess the the labyrinth. So. Yeah, I, if you know the what labyrinth it is, you is know the it. one thing that I did like about the HD remaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was all added in the Maniacs expansion that we didn't get originally, which also adds the total demon ending. So, true demon ending. I don't know yeah. what it is, but whatever. Yeah, one where you the pixie DNA. The one where you're dealing with Mister Dude in a chair. So. Mister Dude. Oh, Stephen. Stephen. Sure, we're calling him Stephen. All right. No, that's his name. That is S T E P H E N. I was told, okay, you know, I don't want to spoil things, so I'll I'll answer my questions later. Okay. Uh, I had a feeling he had a different name. That character is in all of the SMT games. Oh? In some fashion or another, yeah. Yeah, yes. 
What? Not to be cryptic. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to have to talk. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe in SMT1, he's the one that gives you your demon summoning program initially. Mm. And he, I'll be curious to see if he does show up in 5, because he's kind of a pivotal character in the whole overall arc. Okay. Yes, let's talk later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have questions. Yeah, there's, there's things to talk about. I'm, all right, cool. Um, now SMT what? is top of mind for me this week because we're doing a backtrack on Apocalypse. Oh, that's right. Thursday, right? Yes. All right. I'm going to put that on my calendar before I forget. Come attack and dethrone God with us. That seems like a common thing in that I have a lot of issues because the game sets you up to be anti-God, but it doesn't really do a good job of explaining what God is or how it works in this universe. And then there's the whole Amala universe, and I have so many questions that I don't think will ever be adequately explained. And then they start explaining some of them, just enough to like say, see, now we've explained it. And you realize you didn't actually explain anything. You just wrote some stuff to try and make it feel like you explained something, because you don't want to explain it, because you can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most SMTs kind of go out of their way to say, this isn't the Christian God, and sometimes there's Jehovah. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. So Yeah. It's like what mythology are you setting up? Eh. <laughs> Take your pick. What do you feel we're setting up? N- no, no, none of that putting it on me. <laughs> you tell me what you're f- visualizing. <sighs> I forgot. Is isn't in uh, for apocalypse the final boss Yahweh? Where did like, I found like a screenshot like... that looked like um Cosma Kiryu sitting in a throne as a boss in one of the SMT4 games. And I think he was uh, Lucifer in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, it's Lucifer depicted as a Yakuza boss. And, of course, since, you know, everyone's played Yakuza, I think they they gave him a Kiryu costume. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is Atlas and Sega. But they they weren't merged at that point, were they? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, well, whatever. <sighs> That's all we got for what we've been playing. Let's go through the questions of the week from last week, which was, which SMT game should Chris play? Answers That's... were pretty on point. So Strawberry Egg says, SMT Strange Journey or Strange Journey Redux would be a great game to play, but personally I would recommend the Devil Survivor games, particularly Devil Survivor Overclocked. This title is one of my most favorite games of all time. I know Chris said that he didn't want to play anything on the 3DS, but they are fantastic games. Arguably the strangest entry in the franchise, Shin Megami Tensei 9 for the original Xbox, seems to be the game where the 3D models for the demons used in SMT3 and other subsequent Mega 10 games originated. SMT9? Yes. Wait, what? Yeah. For the original Xbox. SMT9. Because it's capital N I N E, it's an acronym. Oh good god. All right, Featherhoof says... No, what happens in SMT9? Tell me about us. What is this? There's a YouTube video I've, you should watch. I've never played it because the original Xbox oh, and... Oh, wow. I don't this think it was ever weird. localized. The no, scaling of these character models on the backgrounds. That, and there's just a Nakomata crawling around in the street. Like, this is strange. <laughs> Dude's got a Puss in Boots going with him. and That's there's, a catchy... Jack Frost. Well, it's a Puss in Boots, obviously. That's catchy. It's a yeah, Puss it's catchy. In Boots. 
It's catchy. All right, whatever. Anyways. And um, there's like Jack Frost running the shop and oh my gosh. What is this garbage? And also, how do I get more of it? (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember if that was supposed to be like a virtual world or not. um, I have no idea. (sighs) Weird. I I seriously don't think it was ever localized. No, I and I wouldn't blame would... them. This looks rough. Yeah. So um, Featherhoof writes in and says, I'm going to say Strange Journey because Kelly said I'd get points if I said Strange Journey. Uh... And I like points. Um, and then he says, truth be told, I don't have a horse in this race as I have never played an SMT game. Featherhoof doesn't have a horse in this race. Yep. Uh-huh. The closest I've ever come to the series was Tokyo Mara Session Sharp FE, which I love, so I will defer to the expert, which is Kelly. So do what she says. <laughs> do what she says. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, if you really want to see something that looks jank, look up uh, Shemigami Tensei Ronde. It's a Saturn game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't wait to see his reaction to SMT this. SMT Ronde? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to know. Okay. R-O-N-D-E. It's extremely pixelated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Look, Heart of the Alien ga- level graphics. Look up gameplay footage of, like, the actual battles. All right. Last piece of feedback <laughs> while Chris is absorbed with that. Oh, this looks that. terrible. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Kelly, no. This is not allowed. Oh, no. Uh, Krell writes in to say, I played SMT4 Apocalypse last year and absolutely loved it. So there's that. But let's be honest. Chris should probably just wait for SMT5 since it's really not that far away. You get bonus points from me. And I do have the the nice collector's edition pre-ordered. So mm-hmm. Chris will have the opportunity to play it. And eventually. That, that is an Anna acceptable answer. she hates it. Yeah. All right. So our question of the week since it's that time oh, of year it's again. So bad, Kelly. What September release are you looking to pick up and which ones will you wait for the inevitable Black Friday sale? So if you want to answer our question of the week, um you can um are you checking the the phone number? Yeah. 7294098. So call or text 17 6087294098. Nobody so calls or texts Chris, anymore. But if you're not checking, how do you know? I because I do check. Okay. But it I get discouraged because no one calls or texts. Matt and that's from fine. Texas. No, Help it's fine. Up, man. People are doing it in the thread, and that's way easier for us anyway. So it's fine. If people don't want to call or text, that's fine. But if you do, we'll we'll work it into the show. You can also go to the show thread on rpgamer.com, click the podcast section, go to the RPG cast, find the latest show, post right in the comments. And uh, that that gets right into the show th- feedback. Yep. Um, I don't think yep. we do calls for responses on Twitter anymore, do we? Mm, sometimes. We don't always remember. So let's just keep it simple then. Go to the show thread. Yep. Yeah, it's the best place. It kind of keeps everything keeps everything in the same place, and it's easy to just look there. Yep. So um, is it time for yeah, the beep, 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 beep. I forgot how bad that game looked. It's so bad, Kelly. <laughs> did, did you know that that game set Bombay. a record at the time for the number of canceled pre-orders because <gasps> it came out on a demo disc? That is amazing. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was an entry in the Majin Tensei series, which was their um, Fire Emblem clone. And yeah, that killed strategy Mikami Tensei until Devil Survivor uh, brought it back. Fun fact. And I knew that you would think that that was terrible looking, so glad you enjoyed that. Um, So, news. First of all, I have to put a bounty out. I need to figure out how to get a a, a, a a Dark Frost and a King Frost in my Nocturne game, and I don't know how, and I'm having trouble finding it on the Googles right now, so people who know, ping me on Discord, please. Thank you. Bounties. Oh, my, my, <laughs> my segue got ruined. I was going to say, since, <gasps> oh, no. Ron, since Ronde is a Fire Emblem clone, we also have news about a Fire Emblem clone for our first story, which is Dark Deity is heading to Switch. Yeah, so I pulled the trigger on this on PC early, and while I'm not kicking myself because I definitely loved playing it, um, I'm going to have to actually finish it at some point on PC. What does that mean? I'm confused what you're saying, though. I shouldn't have been impatient, and I should have just waited for the Switch version. Why? You can play it on PC and stream it if you want. Yeah, maybe I'll stream it this week. Like we have a setup for you to play on the TV with your PC games, especially older PC games. It's not older. Well, especially low spec PC games. Um, I don't really think it's a low spec game. Have you looked at it? Yes, I've played seventeen chapters. I'm looking at it. It's a low spec game. This is an RP game maker, a strategy RPG maker. This thing doesn't it's have not. high feet. <clears throat> Who am I gonna believe? The person who played it. Thank you. Which, uh, the system requirements, by the way, are Windows 7, an i3 processor, 4 gigs of RAM, and the graphics recommendation is modern GPU. Okay. And uh, 5 gigs of storage. So I'm just going to say, reasonably low spec. Uh, hey, It's, it's sprite-based. It's not even 3D. How could it be that hard to run? Go ahead. Uh, it's coming to switch sometime in 2022, and it is set in a world that was wiped out by a calamity and follows the story for, for four graduates from a military academy as wars get a breakout and has over 30 playable characters with 50 tiered character classes, including a grave wound system where characters fall in battle and are given penalties to their attributes. I was just about to ask if it had permadeath. Nope. Instead, it has this um, this penalty system where, like... um. The the damage that you take is based off of the attack that kills you. And so, like, if you're assassinated by a rogue, your speed could fall or your constitution could fall. If you're killed by a mage, your magic or magic defense can go down. It's really neat. And, like, it makes me feel like even when I make a mistake and somebody dies, it's not something that I can't overcome. And also, there's so many characters that if someone falls behind in stats or levels, I just eat them out of the active party. Is it a permadeath game? No. No, no we just uh, each just got done saying that. Okay. Well, I'm trying to... <laughs> Sorry. I don't have a good response to that. Uh, this is a Game Boy Color Fire Emblem is what this is. Yeah. If you've seen those, well, you know what this looks like. But it's Game got Boy all fans. sorts of like neat little style bits to it. Like the... The little Why quality of life touches because I get distracted from PC. Ow! Ow! Um, did a cat just say hi? 
yes, a cat just decided to glomp on my foot. <laughs> um, so there is a black so, cat under the table who just decided to attack Anna's foot out of nowhere, and she's I such a little I, cutie. I, love I her. think I scooched my foot off of my footrest just just enough towards her that she was like, "I would like you to not kick me." I I was really worried he was having like a serious health issue just then. I'm happy it was just a cat. <laughs> no, it was a cat who decided that my foot was their new kicker. Um, she was so enjoying she... herself next to you. Now you scared her under the table. You scared her out of the table. Come on. I know. I so, I'm say sorry. you're sorry to Eclipse. I'm sorry, Clippy. She can't hear you. Say it to her. Sorry, Clippy. There you go. So Josh is in the chat room chomping at the bit for us to get the Lost Judgment okay, news. Okay, let's get the Lost Judgment so, news. So two new stories this week. Um, we've got their English voice cast. Uh, and they gave a trailer that showed off all of the voice actors. The only one I recognize is Crispin Freeman. Yeah. I recognize a few of them. So Z- uh, Joe Zicha is back for like some of the minor roles that he played in the first game. Yeah. And um, for those who are like, who's that? It's Claude and Fire Emblem. Ah, uh, I see. Who is kickstarting an, uh, a saxophone Fire Emblem album this week. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah we'll have to share I'd... a link. Um, so you can watch that voice acting trailer there. Of course, I, I would think that most people would want to play this game in Japanese. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. I'd play it in English. I think Josh played the last one in English. Ah, cool. I mean, the and nice thing we... is, is there is a Japanese English subtitle, and then there is an English translated subtitle, and they did that with the first Judgment game as well. Well, I oh, just hope this I one's see. pretty good, because it'll probably be the last one with this main character. Yep. We talked about uh... that on a previous... Oh, yeah, Erica Lint is one of the characters as well. You you would know her. Uh, that's on from mm. Persona 5, I believe. <laughs> Well, it's nice to know that Sega is doing more effort to have the different types of subtitles than Netflix. Yes. I, I've i been complaining about this on Netflix for a while. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, are they doing the dub title, subtitle thing again? Yeah, for, lo- oh, for Lost right. Judgment. They did that for like Yakuza 7 as well, right? They, and for the first Judgment game. Nice. That's so great. the first it's Judgment just... game was, I think, the first time that they did it. Mm. It's just very frustrating when you're hearing impaired and you turn on subtitles for your English anime and the subtitles aren't matching what's being said on the screen. So because you're, you're supposed completely... to watch it in Japanese, Kelly. I know. I'm judging but... you. <laughs> yes, you're you have actual silently. subtitles. Would you like you me to happy. go over there and smack him like, for I, you? Usually, Kelly, the problem is you get it the other way. You get dub titles. You get the titles for the English dub and you want titles for the, the Japanese words and you know what? Ne- nobody can be happy with only one so- choice. This is why we need both. Have have both. Yeah, I agree with Kelly. I stand <laughs> with Kelly. Thank you. Um, so, Lost Judgment additional content. Uh, they, their pre-order stuff is confusing. So, you've got the quick support pack, which will be available at launch, and it is, is included with all pre-orders. That comes with a lucky cat item for Yagami's office that gives you extra money. Based on your distance travel. Oh boy. And then some health, like health items. And then the Detective Essentials pack comes with the Digital Deluxe Edition. 
and includes three new colors for your dog, four additional playable Sega Master System games on his office console, Why? a writable hover drive hoverboard, and a new skate park right. with, additional, cool. with additional datable characters and like more buff items. More so, detective dogs. Like what? Um, and then you've also got the School Stories expansion pack released in in October with more stuff, including a robot. A whole, oh, a robot! There's a robotics club. Okay, uh, all right. <laughs> this is definitely going into the Yakuza crazy side games territory. I mean, this is part of the Yakuza umbrella. Oh, oh I know. Okay. I know. I just I, I think it's funny. I think uh, it's great. And then a uh, story expansion will be in spring 2022. And oh, we're not going to get limp sync on this one for English because it's a global release, says someone in the chat. So that's oh. the downside. But it's global release, so at least you don't have to wait. Gotcha. And yeah, if you're I mean, wondering there's... what that is, that's where they actually take the effort to match the lip movements to the the audio language, which it takes a while to do. <laughs> yep. So that's all your lost judgment news for the week. Um, we got Sparklight coming to mobile. Yay! So Sparklight was a game that I played at the end of uh, 2019 or 2020. Sparklight. Yeah, I played it at the end of 2019 when it first came out. And I loved it. It's like a really well put together roguelike and it has like solid progression mechanics so that you feel like even though you can have failed runs, you still um, continue building in ways that I like. And um, Dale North does the game music, and Dale North also does the podcast music for us. So, you know, disclaimer that I know him and I like his work, um, and we are professionally connected, but also, you know, I just Um, like his work. Will release on iOS and Android on November 9th. And if you're curious about it, you can check out Pascal's review of the PlayStation 4 version. Yep. Yeah. See he and I play it. Um, basically finished the game at the same time. And we're like, all right, who's going to write the review? Because it sounds like we're both going to say the same thing. So there's no point in having two reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got uh, a new Tales game coming to Android and iOS. Oh. Tales of Is Luminaria. it a gotcha game? They're saying that it's going to be a completely original title for smartphones with no characters from previous games making appearances. That doesn't answer the question. Is it still a gotcha game? They're not saying one way or the other yet. <sighs> Is it free? <laughs> that sounds sus. They're not saying. We would have put it in the news story. It's going to be a gotcha <laughs> game. I guarantee you it's a gotcha game. I bet you it's uh, Genshin Impact style. You know, I wouldn't mind it if it was Genshin Impact style. But we'll see. Part of why I was kind of, I sort of was mad on Genshin Impact was because I didn't like the characters. So playing more of a Tales game with that battle system in there, I could probably jive with. Fair enough. But we'll see. Uh, We've also got an early access update for King, King Arthur and Knight's Tale. Let's see, where was this? Oh, it released a new update for the Steam Early Access version right now. And it adds a sixth and final class, the Sage. And uh and yeah, 
more difficulty settings and stuff. And Knight, Knight's Tale is uh, putting you in the in the role of um, Sir Modred, and it's a tactical King Arthur game. I haven't heard like any qualitative assessments of this one, but I think it's been out for a bit, hasn't it? I think so. Or is it just that it's been? Oh, it's been in early access for a bit. That's what it is. All right. I see. Um, we've go. got a West. Uh, we got a Western release date for Demon Gaze Extra. I'm torn about this. Why is that? Well, I really like Demon Gaze too, but I really hated Demon. This Gaze is a, an experience Vita dungeon crawler type yes. game. Yes. Only there's no more Vita, so now they have to put them somewhere. Oh, else. I'm sorry. DRPG Progress Extra, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So yeah, it's the funny thing is that I've been playing Demon Gaze too, and I'm not sure how I'm feeling about Demon Gaze too. Oh, uh, funny. <laughs> but I remember really liking Demon Gaze one, but I also that was like a Vita, that was like one of the first games I bought for my Vita back in the day. So I don't know, but um, the Western version for the PS4. Is it PS4? Yeah, PS4 and Nintendo Switch. It's going to have some quality of life updates like a high-speed combat option, a battle retry option, an enhanced dungeon autopilot, and updated graphics. Um, the battle retry option sounds like that would kind of help you with some of your issues. Yep. So I am cautiously optimistic. Is this a porny game? No. Kind of. Right, is this the one that was mind. so hard you wanted to throw it? Yes. Across the yeah. room? Yeah. It was the okay. one that, like, you helped me, like, walk through it with a, a walkthrough yeah. to go through, like, the because first dungeon. Because you were too angry to read the walkthrough calmly. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, I got through the first dungeon. I officially hate this, and I'm not going to play it anymore. Mm-hmm. I am annoyed because apparently the PS4 version of Demon Gaze 2 has a bug where you can get just unlimited money. Correct. And, and it's not Vita available version, in the Vita version. Yeah. So money's a problem in that game. Yep. And so and you're having... mad it doesn't have the buck. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's so, one of those things so where it's like is this gonna be better to play? Is it got quality of life improvements? Like Yeah, I just got done saying them. Oh. Well high speed high speed combat battle retry and enhanced dungeon autopilot. Enhanced dungeon autopilot. Yeah, so yeah, every so time they can... put out a new game. They like tweak the dungeon no, autopilot no, a little I'm bit. Good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. But it's the a fact big that deal they for have people dungeon who are into autopilot these. is weird, right? No, because it only autopilots inside of locations that you've already been to. Oh. Yeah. It's to like get you from point A to point B on a floor that you've already explored. Oh, that's nice then. Yeah, it's really great. And Why does like it I need said, to be enhanced? every game they tweak it a little bit. Um and they improve it every time. Mm. Because, like, like right, the... Sorry, go ahead, Kelly. Right now, I'm in a dungeon where there's some hidden spots to get to, to different places, and it doesn't know... The autopilot doesn't know the path to those spots, so I have to manually navigate to those spots and then go through the hidden area and then do the rest of my auto-navigate. I imagine that this kind of stuff will help fix some of that. Well, and I seem to recall that in the original Demon Gaze, and maybe I'm misremembering this, so someone feel free to correct me, the original Demon Gaze autopathing took you through hazards. Yeah, that too. Well, that's an area for improvement then. Because to um, avoid hazards, it'll like go completely out of the way if there's a hazard. It's really nice. 
So if you want a simpler experience, our next game might satisfy you, right? Oh, Venaris Tactics. This yeah. looks very Final Fantasy Tactics, right? Down to the characters not well, having noses. It's a little <laughs> less complex graphics. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah. And I have no idea what the music is like or the gameplay because we just have some screenshots of characters on a map. And some... Oh, I guess we see their stats here. So lots of stats. Yeah, this looks interesting. Yeah, it could be good. So if, keep an eye on that. Um, you can wishlist it now. I guess they're just trying to gauge interest. Venaris Tactics on Steam. I am interested in it. I will probably pick it up. Oh, that's right. We did that story. What's Hunt um, the Night? It is a game where the world set cycles between night and day, and day is peaceful and nighttime is hell. And you're basically going through trying to save the world. And what are you? You a night stalker uh, type thing, or you kill demons? You're a demon hunter, aren't you? I uh, bet you have some from... hoity-poity name. Let's see, uh, Vesper. Name... Vesper. But that's the name of the scooter, isn't it? <laughs> you drive a Vesper. All right. So her name's Vesper, and she's got magic and a gun, and yep, she's a stalker, according to Jonathan Malakir and his bird. Pixel art looks good. Yep. Holy crap! That care the character looks like Tess from uh, Witcher. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, look at the look at the screenshot of her full body portrait. Doesn't that yep. look like it Tess? It does. Yeah. Okay, I'm not crazy then. Wait, I mean, you that, might isn't still that be crazy. Siri, not Tess. Or am I forgetting I'm... confusing Witcher people? I could be. Yeah, Siri is the white-haired girl lady. Right? Oh, who yeah. was Tess? Uh, is Tess the red-haired lady? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. You're right. I I meant Siri. Yeah, Tess is the easy lady to get a relationship with. See, my my only context is the show. Yeah, I don't know. And whatever co- co- cosplay I see of the characters on Reddit. Mm. So, um, we've also got Rise of the Third Power uh, publisher announced in a demo available. This is a game set in the loosely based off the political climate of the 30s in Europe, and you're basically a party of eight characters going on a suicide mission to defeat a leader of the Arcadian Empire. And at first, I thought this was a Kimco game when I was looking at. Oh, the, the graphics are too good. <laughs> oh, I said that out loud. Darn. Um. It so has cool 3D dim- layered special effects during specials, yeah. and then it's very sprite-based, traditional-looking when you're on the overworld and stuff, so it's an interesting look. So a demo is available on Steam from now until September 8th, Cool. and yeah, what did it it's say? It's weird the to, for there to be like a limited time demo. This is the thing now. I guess it's like a PAX demo. Uh, maybe. Everyone's, yeah, they all seem to be tied to shows in general, don't they? Yeah. E3 demos, Gamescom demos, and now PAX demos, I guess. Either that or they keep making demos hoping to get into some show and they can't get in the show they hope, that, so they apply to the next show and they get in that show. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder how it works out. <sighs> I, I think we learned because of Ron that sometimes demos aren't always a good thing, Chris. Because of what? Rond, that terrible SMT game that you were. Oh, Ronde. Oh, Ronde. Yeah, well, sorry, see, yeah, I'm. Well, you called it Ronde, so I'm sorry. I don't know what you meant. Um, the Rond Ronde demo thing you told me about that I don't remember because I didn't experience it at the time. Yes, that one. 
I know, but I like literally just got done saying today that that game set a record for canceled pre-orders because of a demo that came out. Mm-hmm. No, I remember you so. saying that now. It's just like, and you're like, <laughs> oh, I guess we learned at that. I'm like, oh, sure. According to that info you just dropped on me earlier today, I agree with you because I can't counter it. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke and it bombed hard. It's all right because I'm a terrible person. For, I'm being bad at improv. Yes, and. Uh, yes, and. Don't worry. Yes, and. All right. So let's, it's, what's um, this NIS game? Yes, and. Um, Labyrinth Legend. It is releasing Labyrinth Legend on Switch. This was originally a mobile game mm-hmm. with a, a PC version that came in 2020. And it looks like a dungeon crawler. I find it interesting. This trailer, every time like they overlay some text, it looks like there's, it's drawn on graph pa- paper. And I don't understand why. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm has nothing to do with the game. It's totally about the trailer. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of characters and it's an action RPG. Coming in spring of 2022. And monsters and they grow. Yeah. OK, cool. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. We got the trailer on the site. Yeah, very, very hacky Salachi. I this is going to sound picky, but I don't like that the fonts in it don't match the pixel art style. Mm <laughs> hmm. To me, that looks very jarring. You know what else is jarring? Having 4,000 special editions of a game. That's the new hotness now, though. (sighs) Kelly. (laughs) There are four special editions for Horizon Zero West, or Forbidden West. So you've got the Digital Deluxe Edition, which just includes digital goodies. You've got the special edition, which includes a mini art book and a steel book and some digital goodies, including a soundtrack. You've got the collector's edition, which includes a Trimmer Tusk alloy statue, Trimmer Tusk and alloy statue, which actually looks kind of cool, along with the art book, steel book, and stuff from the digital deluxe edition. And then you've got the regalia edition, oh which gosh. includes. A, a much nicer Tremotus statue and alloy statue. It along has t- with, with Tanak warriors on the back of the Tremor Tusk. Yeah. And oh, then, nice. you know, a mini, mini art book, a canvas map, two art cards, steel book, d- downloadable content from the digital deluxe edition. Well, I mean, I, I guess we know which one I have to get, the one with the cloth map. It's Does a, canvas I mean, count as cloth? I guess it depends on what kind of canvas. But Just canvas cloth. Let's find out. Yeah, no enamel pens, but hey, no acrylic stands, so canvas is a plain woven fabric typically made out of cotton and to a lesser extent linen. I think that counts. So it hits the cloth map bingo card. I think it does. Yeah, so we got a statue, a cloth map, we've got multiple replicas, statues and things, we've got art cards like the only thing we're missing, Kelly, there's no enamel pins. That's what I just said. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I was so busy re- uh, researching cloth and canvas, I missed the joke <laughs> and tried to make it myself. And and by the way, I only joke about enamel pins. I'm actually not obsessed with enamel no, pins. No, but it's a I fun just... meme and I like it. <laughs> I should I should be more into enamel pens because they're cool, but I don't have a place for them. It's fine. They're... Yeah, no, um, we don't need them. Anna's got three enamel pins she bought that are from Fire Emblem Three Houses, and they just sit on her desk in the package. 
for like a year now. There's no or point actually, to them. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm going to make I her throw them put, out soon. I used to put enamel pens on my um, jacket, my punk jacket, but I was losing them all the time, so I kind of had to stop. But regardless, um, we've also got a Kickstarter check-in, and Anna played this game. Quartet. Yes. Yeah, so Quartet is on the surface an Octopath-style game, um, but I feel like they took a lot of cues that Octopath Oh, it is eight people! <gasps> and, like, made them all better. Why is it called Quartet if it's eight people? Because you always have four people in your party, and then the other four stay in the back line. And the way that that works is really cool. So, um... You have four people in the front row, and they use up AP to to do their spells and abilities. Um, every turn, they recover a small amount of AP. For characters in the back row, they regain their AP much, much faster. And every time a turn comes around, it will actually pop up a little notification if someone in your back row um, hits 100% AP again. And so the idea is, is you are always swapping in a new quartet of people as you progress through battles because everybody's AP drops and then you put them into the back row and it regenerates and then you bring them back into the front row and then they use it up and then they drop back to the back row. And so it makes combat feel really dynamic, especially in the longer fights um, because you're always rotating those people in and out of boss fights in particular. And so, yeah, it just, it feels really fun. Like the, the combat system is really tight. So I'm very excited. I back this, I back this for a few hundred dollars because I really believe in it. And I know the people that are creating it. And the nice thing is, is, um, the game uh, all of like the programming and the functions are in the game, but the thing that they're kickstarting for is art because art is very expensive. Art is one of the most expensive things you can spend money on in video games. And so, yep, I am very excited for this. You can go to twitch.tv slash rbgamer and check out our archived videos for Pause Plays Quartet demo, and I go through the demo, or you can play it yourself. There's a hippopotamus in it. Yes! So Yuna is a hippo. Not really. She's a urifont. She's a hippo. I think they call her a urifont. She's a hippo. Okay. <laughs> and um, the Kickstarter tier that I backed for, I actually get to design an accessory for her. So Yuna's going to have... Um, uh, steampunk wings is her accessory. Mm. I'm very excited for it. Steampunk hippo? Yes. That so, sounds rad. The other thing, the other reason I think it's called Quartet is there's actually four stories where e each of the characters are divided into pairs and their stories work together. It's kind of like the way that um, Trials of Mana does it. Oh, where there's two characters that have that know each other because their stories are parallel. So, yep. Play Quartet. Back it if you want to. The the pixel art style looks really cool. It's so good. I, I've I've said before that it's hard to nail that, that perfect 16-bit style, and it looks like they got it right. It's looking good. Yeah. See how it turns out after it, you know, finishes development. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to wait until it actually releases. I don't really do Kickstarters. Well, if you don't but do I'm, Kickstarters, I'm not... you want to know about release dates, don't you, Kelly? Yes, I do. What's coming out, Chris? Vagris, the Riven Realms, is coming out on October 5th for PC. Um, it's been available for early access on Steam and GOG since 2020. Uh, October 5th will mark the full release. So I don't remember anything about Vagris the Riven Realms, but if you can say Vagris the Riven Realms five times fast, um, that probably means you've paid attention to this game and you might care. And it looks um, it looks very pen and paper RPG inspired. Wow. Yeah, it does. So go check it out. You might care. Um, it's got that vibe of um, uh, Pillars of Eternity storytelling with... Um, uh, uh, Oh no, what's that end of the world uh, banner saga as far as uh, game art style to it? So go check that out. Um, we've got Action RPG Themesia. It's coming out on December 7th for PC. It's a challenging art action RPG from Team 17 and Overborder Studio. Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town, aka Poot, is coming out on PC on September 16th. Uh, it's been out on consoles for a bit already. Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, also known as Fumpst. That, that doesn't work as well. Uh, it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. They got release dates announced for it of October 15th for Europe and October 26th for North America. And then Japan in October 27th for the Xbox One and November 25th for PS4 in Japan. And the other two regions through the same day. So 15th in Europe, 26th in North America. A little bit later in Japan. Okay. Obsidian Entertainment and Private Division have announced the Outer Worlds' second DLC. Yes, they're still making DLC. Murder on Eridanos will be coming out on a, on Nintendo Switch on September 8th. Um, actually, I guess they're not still making DLC, but that was the second DLC, and it finally is coming to Switch. Woo! 15 bucks, or it's part of the expansion pass that came with uh, Peril of Gordon as Peril on Gorgon as well. Whew. Following that, we've got what's out this week, which is Encased for PC, Crown Trick for PS4 and Xbox One. That's a roguelike. Final Fantasy IV, the Pixel Remaster, hits PC, iOS, and Android this week. Uh, do we know specifically what day? We'll have some opinions on that, right, sure. Anna? No? Sorry, what? We'll have some opinions on Final Fantasy IV? Yes. Okay. I'm going to be streaming it. Arborea is hitting PC, and Tales of Arise hits PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. I can't wait to play that. All right. Then following up, we've got some editorial content. We've got a Disgaea 6 review. Um, I don't think that went very well, if I recall seeing this review earlier. <laughs> um, yeah. From Pascal. We've got a, it's two and a half out of five, Black Book review. I don't even remember what Black Book is. What is Black Book? That is, oh boy, it's a uh, very dark looking, are you fighting a cat? What is even happening here? Okay, well, wild animals, so like a mountain lion. All right, uh, three and a half out of five on that one. And then finally, backlog in the year. Anna, you put up uh, an update. Better late than never. Okay, there you go. Pause's update for backlog in the years for August. So now that I've, now that I've told you what's coming out, what are you going to play, Anna Marie? Um, I want to... Finish Legend of Mana and Hades and Neo the World Ends with You, and I'm going to be starting Final Fantasy 4, and oh god, I'm committed to too many games right now. 
I feel like there's a lot of games I should care about, as usual, but uh, I'm going to just stick to Nocturne because I'm having fun, and uh, that's what matters. Kelly, what about you? I am going to continue with Katara Fables, and I cannot wait to play Tales of Arise. Um, I ordered the PS5 version. I've been chomping at the bit for a new Tales game for quite a while, and even though I didn't get to the demo, I'm cool. playing going into this blind, but I love Tales games. So, Sounds good. Uh, that's it for the show this week. Thanks, everybody, for being here and for listening or watching live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, listening on your favorite podcasting service, of which we're on most all of them. And I'm sorry if there's one that we're not on, but you should be able to get the the link to the RSS feed from the site and put it in your podcast player. Um, is it time to uh, plug other streaming things happening today, Anna? Um, we don't have anything scheduled, but we, we might don't. have some surprise okay. stuff. All right. Sunday is our like big block of like fun because we have me followed by Scarp, followed by Hair Frog with like a short break between each of us. Well, Phil took a break yesterday, so I was kind of hoping he'd stream tonight. Maybe play some more Dungeon Man. He might. Which Anna's getting sick of. <laughs> he, he, I just want the tweet to change. <laughs> he doesn't like the you, You're not a fan of the, yeah, you're not a fan of the Triger. I just think we need to shake up that wording a little bit since it's been the tweet for like the last eight times he streamed. But, but Anna, it's Triger. a tiger on top it's of a, a tiger, tiger on top of a tiger. Look, I have nothing against trigers. I just have something against repetitive tweets. <laughs> but what if they're repetitive tweets about Don't. trigers? <laughs> they're still repetitive. Ah. All right, Tam shouting the trigger, in the chat. The I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tam. <laughs> He'll take care of the Trigger. He'll probably put a Trigger on a Trigger. How will that be, Anna? That'd be a sexture. Oh, boy. No, may let's maybe not do that. <laughs> TOS violations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Till then, keep gaming. Tell us what you've been enjoying and answer our question of the week in the show thread, which is... What September releases are you looking to pick up, and which ones will you wait for the inevitable Black Friday sale? Post that in the show thread, and we'll catch you next week with another RPG cast live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Till then, see you, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.